Hey, welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a high-tech blogging platform that helps niche site publishers increase their ad revenue with a lot of really cool split testing with display ads. If you're using AdSense, definitely check out Ezoic today. Today, I am going to do what I call a year in review, and we're going to discuss my niche sites in 2019. Uh, results, the good and the bad. So let's get rolling. Let's kick it off with some numbers. I did the final tallies recently for the year. And we're talking about seven niche sites that I own. This has nothing to do with fat stacks. Uh, I have uh, another couple of sites that I'm doing. I just feature seven sites. They're, they're fairly diverse. They're all in different niches. And while most generate most of the revenue from display ads, uh, there are a couple of uh, affiliate-oriented sites there as well. Uh, one in particular is pretty good with affiliate. The other, I hope, to uh, grow more into an affiliate project. So here we roll. 2019, the results. Total revenue for the seven niche sites was $568,000. Total expenses, which would be things like hosting and software uh, and uh, VAs that I have uh, helped me out, was $104,000. So the net income before content investment was $464,400. Now, content investment, I, I treat as a separate, technically accounting-wise, like with my accountants for tax purposes, content is an expense. And, well, that's a good thing, obviously, but I view it more as an investment. So I kind of like uh, to break out the numbers between uh, net income uh, before content and net income after content, because content's one of those things that uh, I can I have total control over it. I could, I could adjust it up and down any given month, whereas hosting and uh, the VAs that I have, I, I don't like to let people go. I, if I hire someone, my intention is that they stay with me. That's uh, not always the case, uh, of course, but uh, that is my intention. And and of you know the software that I use uh, every month, that uh, these are constant expenses. They're not going to change a whole lot, but uh, content expenses uh, do do change, I should say. And so yeah, they did fluctuate a fair amount over the year in 2019. I think the highest I spent was still a little over twenty thousand in one month, and another uh, some months I did maybe two thousand. So the it can it can fluctuate a ton and sometimes what I do is I build up a huge inventory of content to be published and then I'll let that run through and then I'll do another big order. Lately I've been sort of more consistent and just ordering what I need on a month-to-month basis. So uh, content investment that I spent uh, was $107,000 in 2019 which is a fair amount on content. Now that's probably a lot for a lot of listeners, but based uh, compared to large, large top tier sites, it's a drop in the bucket. Of course, every every site's going to be different, so uh, I probably expect to spend around that much this year as well. Net income after content was three hundred fifty six thousand dollars. So what I started doing in 2019 as well is I set out goals at the beginning of the year, and just uh, goals very very simple, just monthly revenue for each of the seven sites. And I did this just to, just to give me something to shoot for. I, they're lofty. I never actually expect to hit every, every one of them for all seven sites. I set them lofty because if I happen to hit all seven, that would probably be because all sites managed to hit on all cylinders. Now, if you've been around in this business for a while, you know that you don't hit every project on all cylinders. Things come up. Sites don't grow as expected. Uh, sites actually drop down in traffic unexpectedly. 
very unpleasant, but it happens, and you have to you have to expect that eventually it's going to happen. So here are my 2019 uh, goals that I had set out back in January 2019, and they were for the seven niche sites. The total monthly revenue that I had set out was $76,000. I had uh, quite a lofty goal for niche site one, which was $60,000, and more modest uh, goals than totaling $16,000 for the, uh, per month for the remaining six. And the actual results, um, and my revenue bounces a fair amount from month to month over the course of the year. So I'm just going to use the December revenue for the sites. And the total there was $55,493. So I missed the goal, monthly goal revenue, by about $20,000, which actually isn't bad. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with the, with the end result of $55,000 revenue. My course expenses and content investment come off that, but I'm pretty happy about that. So I, I did indeed set up uh, goals for 2020. I have a, a podcast on that as well as a blog post about basically my 2020 goals. So I won't restate those here. Uh, but again, they're very, very lofty. I think they're somewhere in the neighborhood. Well, they're, they're, they're a little bit higher than the original 2019 goal, 76,000. I think they go up toward 80, 90, I can't really remember, but there, there is a post there. I do note them down, and at the end of this year, I will check them out and see see where I uh, see how it resulted, and, and hopefully it uh, hopefully I get close to it. All right, let's talk let's talk about uh, failures, mistakes, and wins for the year. Not a whole lot of points here. It was a pretty standard year. Just pushed out a lot of content. I actually was very, very active on fat stacks, but that's that's a separate matter. I launched a podcast. I started doing some more videos and was blogging more, email, a lot of email newsletters, so on and so forth. So I've just been more active trying to grow fat stacks. But in terms of my niche sites, they pretty much were pretty standard. But one, one big change was that I actually started investing in more sites. I started diversifying uh, mid-2019. I didn't. I don't like the fact I have all my eggs in one site, so to speak, and it's still the case. But my goal over the next year or two is to really try to grow, at least have one other niche site to be a big success. I'm, I'm investing into four quite heavily. Uh, three, I'm sort of just letting sit by. And the reason for this is is I just think it's it's smart to have two large sites. Now, the reason I'm investing in four pretty heavily is I never expect them all to be winners. That's the thing, right? I mean, it, it is a numbers game. And sometimes sites just take off and some, no matter what you throw at it, you just can't get any lift off and it's frustrating. It doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily throw in the towel, but it means I get to cool down the investment. So hopefully out of those one of those four that I'm investing in fairly heavy, heavily are going to take off and I could definitely invest more into that because it should be nice to have another another site that's earning really big numbers. That's I, I do realize that's going to take a little bit. But let's talk about failures and mistakes. So the first off, I, I didn't meet my lofty goals. I didn't I didn't I didn't meet the goals I set out early in 2019 and, and that's okay. They they were they were big goals. I, for me, I, I like to swing for the fences. If I'm going to set goals, I want them to be like possible but not likely because it really gives me something to aim at. If I had set pretty low goals, it's, it's not as motivating. The second 
I guess, failure, we could call this, was a 15% traffic drop in November 2019 for my biggest site. Uh, my other sites pretty much came through unscathed. There was a, a broad core Google algorithm update in November 2019. Quite a few sites were impacted. My biggest site definitely was. I had a 15% uh, traffic drop. At the same time, because it was in November, that's when my traffic actually start, starts dropping quite a bit for that site as well. Uh, I don't think this was a cyclical drop though because it was fairly sharp sharper than years past so i'd have to chalk it up to the algo update which is never a good thing to have happen and then traffic continued to drop throughout december that's that's typical and uh, i'm happy to say it's it's rebounded quite nicely in january and hopefully i'm going to have a nice not quite hockey stick growth but some some decent growth in 2020 the next failure, and this this has been a recurring annual problem, is my affiliate revenue has generally plateaued. I haven't really grown affiliate revenue over the last few years, and uh, that that's not for lack of trying either. I've I've, I've tried a, a number of different types of articles and push out a lot of content with affiliate links and the affiliate revenue is just never really taken off it, it's a decent amount but it's a very small percentage of the ad revenue and this is also at a revenue stream that I would like to diversify and get more affiliate revenue but it's just not working now part of it is the, um, my strategy, which is I really don't target a lot of buyer intent keywords. So this definitely shows the power of buyer intent keywords because this the the uh, I do about fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred bucks a month on Amazon across my sites. A good month might be eighteen hundred, and. I could tell that generally that is a result of, of the little bit of buyer content, buyer intent content I have out there. And I do publish it here and there, but it's not a focus. And by buyer intent, I mean publishing articles that are going to have a high conversion rate. And basically, people who are really toward toward the end of their research and close to actually buying a product. And so you... you Form, target keywords and formulate content that serves that purpose. And a good example would be some sort of a product review or product comparison or some best of article like the, the best uh, leather gloves on the market or something like that. Usually when visitors arrive to these types of articles, they click an affiliate link and they're very quick to buy after that. And so you get commissions. So I don't publish a lot of that. So clearly, obviously, it's my strategy that's contributing to the a plateau. And so I, I do recognize that. So if I want to grow the affiliate revenue, clearly I need more buyer intent content, but that is a little bit more competitive uh, to, to enter into. I don't do any proactive link building, so how viable that is, well, we'll see, because I am actually doing a somewhat of a, a decent affiliate push on two niche sites. They're not exclusively going to be affiliate. It just may be that it just turns out to not be my my revenue strategy that really works well for me. and. and the display ad works really, really well for me, and those sites can work with both. They they both make money from rev, uh, display ads and potentially affiliate. We'll see how it goes. So I, I am trying to amp that up a little bit, but uh, I, I don't see that I'm going to have a huge, huge increase in affiliate revenue in 2020 based on what I'm publishing right now. But but who knows? Uh, maybe maybe one or two of those sites will actually prove to be very successful there. Let's talk about some wins in 2020, uh, 2019. I did have a few. I had uh, significant revenue increases with Azoic. I switched to Azoic for my display ads, and I had a really nice bump in revenue on all my sites, significant, and I was very happy about that. Uh, Azoic ended up 
putting out a lot more ads on my site. Of course, I had control over that. I did that intentionally. There was a lot of split testing going on. Growth grew considerably. So that's really nice. Uh, while traffic, I'll get to the traffic part for the year, uh, traffic did grow. The ad revenue grew a lot more. So clearly, Zoic was working for me. And I have, uh, currently I'm testing one other ad network with my biggest site. That was a very recent development in 2020. But for a good chunk of 2019, I was using Zoic and had tremendous results. And I have all but one new site still with Zoic. The next up was the overall traffic growth. Now, even though my biggest Biggest site suffered a 15% traffic drop in November 2019. The overall traffic uh, was a lot higher than in 2018, and that is great. I think it's somewhere in the 30, 25 to 30% uh, higher levels month over month, and that's a great development. I once you get sites, you know, to fairly substantial amounts of traffic per day, 20, 30, 40,000 visitors a day, you're not going to see 100% traffic growth. In a, in a six-month period, unless you manage to do something that goes viral or you really, really push hard and publish a lot of content that happens to rank. But the, the approach I'm doing, the, the growth I had, I'm very, very happy with. The 15% loss for that algo update, that, that definitely hurt a little bit. But overall, traffic is up year over year, so I'm happy about that. Next up, what I did is I, and I've already alluded to this, is I set up some rainy day sites. Now, I started investing in all seven sites in 2019, but realized fairly quickly, it's pretty hard and expensive to try to grow seven niche sites at one go. And so I did that for a few months. I was pushing out a fair amount of content across all seven sites. That's uh, like that one month where I had a $20,000 month content uh, investment that is largely due in part because I was investing a lot of content on all the sites. Came to a point where I realized it was actually a good practice because what I realized is that some of the sites ended up growing quite a, quite quickly as a result. These are all age sites. I've had them registered and had content on them, on them for some time. And then a couple of sites were just sort of lagging and not really doing anything. So what it, it helped me hone my strategy going forward in 2020 where I'm going to really focus on just four niche sites. And three, I'm just going to I'll put a few articles here and there, but I'm not going to go and invest big time every month on them. And so hopefully I can grow those, those four that I put money into and the three I'm just going to have to sort of wait for what I call rainy day. And the uh, ho- hopefully one, one or two of those uh, four additional sites are going to take off uh, big time. It's just, you know, the, the expense, the amount of cash that you need to really try to aggressively grow seven sites is a lot. So basically, I bit off more than I could chew. And that's okay. I don't mind having rainy day sites. And I think a lot of people even I advocate strongly until you have a site that's earning quite a bit of money to really just focus on that site. By quite a bit, I mean something in the neighborhood of 10000 plus or more per month. Because if you try to grow three sites from scratch, you're really going to be stretched too thin. You're not going to get the results. That's been my experience. I'm in a position where I have one site that earns a lot of money, and I think the smart play at this point is to diversify, use some of those funds to invest in additional sites and grow those up over the long term. Because being diversified is, is a prudent business decision, especially in this line of work. You know, basically, I'm, I'm leveraging a lot of my assets, which would be my VA team, my hosting, a lot of the software I invest in. I can 
basically with no additional expense, I can use that to grow other sites. So in that case, it makes sense. But most importantly, I can leverage my experience and my knowledge based on, okay, well, I was able to grow this new site. This is what worked. I can cut out a lot of the mistakes and focus on what was working and hopefully that will help speed up the growth of additional niche sites fairly quickly. But given all that, trying to grow seven was, a, was is a bit much. Um, one site I'm not particularly happy about the niche. I, I don't know if there is any real growth in that niche. I'm not really sure what to do about that. So that one's definitely going to be a rainy day site. I may have to completely adjust the the where I'm going with that and what niche and maybe even change niches altogether. We'll see where that goes. But that's just sitting idle for the time being. The last win for the year was I was able to grow my VA team quite a bit. I hired three full-time VAs in 2019. Uh, actually, I hired one recently. No, it was three in, in 2019, one toward the end. And uh, they're excellent. And the hiring process is is a bit tedious because a lot of people will will take the job and then they, they don't do the job or something comes up and they can't, you know, it's, it's hiring people is a, is a very difficult process. Anyways, after trial and error and people trying and some people not working out, long story short, ended up with three terrific additional full-time VAs and they're working out great. They, uh, two of them have been with, uh, on board now for about six months and they're doing an excellent job. One I hired somewhat toward the end of 2019. She's excellent as well. So I'm very happy about that. It's nice to have a really well-trained team of VAs who basically can handle a lot of tasks without much supervision at all. So that's a wrap on 2019. Overall, it was a very, very good year. Definitely one of the better years uh, over my 10 years in this business. And uh, I'm I'm very looking forward to 2020 and to see what happens there. Thanks for listening.